Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Happy Thursday, everyone. Or as we like to say in my wonderful world, happy Friday Eve. And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I am Matt, your host. I'm just going with host today. And with me as always, the man with the Facebook page nobody subscribes to and who never ever posts to, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you have to post to it? Is that how that, how does Facebook work? I know social media is a new thing for you uh, old millennials, but uh, you have to post to it to be participated in the social media experiment known as Facebook. Uh, I thought as a millennial, someone just takes care of that for me, uh, you know. Uh, no, negative ghostwriter. That's one thing that the millennials do have to do. Damn it. Well, speaking about movie quotes, for those of you who didn't catch that, negative ghostwriter is a quote from one of my favorite movies, Top Gun. Oh, I no, I caught it. I knew. I, I just wasn't acknowledging anything. Oh, I know, but I'm talking to our listeners. I wasn't talking to you. Okay, well, maybe I am talking to you. We are doing the podcast, so... Here is a wonderful, incredible quote from our movie today, The Lost City of Z. Terrible disease. Murderous savages. The journey may well mean your life, but you could reclaim your family name. Pretty good one, right? Yeah, well said. Well said. All right, Mike. So, Lost City of Z. First thing we got to do, though, our most popular podcast segment of every episode, Mysterious Mike Talent, what the hell are you drinking today? <sighs> well, you know, of course, I'm drinking another IPA. But the question is, what IPA am I drinking? And today it is uh, from Coppertail Brewing, and it is called Free Dive. Are you saying I need to change the name of the segment from what are you drinking to Mike Talent's IPA Corner? <laughs> no, um, but that, that that would match fairly well. All right. Well, Mike, since you're not going to ask me, I will just go ahead and come out with it. I am drinking a interesting, I'm not sure if I would call it a beer. I don't think it's a beer. Um, oh, really? Okay. It's um, given to me by uh, Mr. Mile High Show. I, it's been sitting in my fridge for a little while, and I've been meaning to drink it, but it's um, extremely sweet and fruity and delightful, and it's uh, if it was a beer, you would call it a dessert beer for sure, but I don't think it's technically a beer. It is from Small Town Brewery, based out of... Um, Lacrosse, Wisconsin is what it says on the side of the bottle. And Ooh, Lacrosse. Uh shout out to Lexi if she's listening. That's where she's from. Nice. Well, I'm glad I pronounced it right. Or is that LaCroix? No, that's IX, right? No, yeah. no, no. No, no, it's Lacrosse. Anyway, so what I'm imbibing is not your mom's apple pie. Oh, nice, nice. And no joke, it literally tastes like you are drinking an apple pie. It's 
pretty freaking bananas. Like, I don't know if you've, they make, uh, the one they're probably most famous for, they make, uh, not your granddaddy's root beer. Oh, okay. It's the same people that make that. And it's, uh, it's delightful, but it is, uh, it's very sweet. I mean, it's really sweet. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I understand. Like sometimes too much sweet is not good. Yeah. It's funny, the one of their slogans on the side of the bottle, it says, unique ingredients with an unmistakable taste of nostalgia. Damn right. It does taste like an apple pie. So. Nice. Nice. Anywho. All right, Mike. Well, now that we are through that one, on to the pod. Mike, give us the run- rundown for The Lost City of Z. All right, so uh, The Lost City of Z was uh, directed by uh, James Gray. Uh, the writer is James Gray and David Gran. Uh, it's starring uh, Charlie Hunnan, uh, Robert Patterson, Sienna Miller, Tom Holland, Edward Ashley, Angus McFadden, Ian McDermott, and it's a... Uh, it's a true-life drama centering on the British explorer Colonel Pervasal Fawcett who disappeared while searching for a mysterious city in the Amazon in the 1920s. It's uh, Percival. Oh, Percival. Sorry. It's okay. I got you. No problem, Mike. No problem. I know you're not the best at reading names. So, For those of you who do not know, this is an Amazon prime original i do believe it had a small release in the theaters but if you have amazon prime you can watch it right now yeah i i originally wanted to watch this uh in the theaters uh i just didn't get a chance and it was only there for a very short time because it was you know it's, it's an independent movie and well it wasn't in there for very long since this was your selection this is your tributary cast Go ahead. What did you think of this movie, The Lost City of Z? Uh, so uh, when I was watching this movie, I actually questioned why I chose to to review this movie because it's 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 kind of boring. Um, it's a little bit slow, but it is kind of a cool story about a, an explorer from uh, from England in the 1920s who goes into the Amazon and is like, hey, there's a lot of cool stuff out there that you guys don't know about, and it's not just this weird gold thing that everyone's been trying to get for the last 200 years. And they're like, well, I don't know. And anyway, it, it, it was... Uh, it, it is a good movie. It's just a little bit slow uh it's interesting that it has like it has all these major stars in it it's it's really it's well acted it just just a little bit slow and i don't know like i like the movie it just it's long i i I don't know and it's it's slow yeah yeah it's long and slow it's two hours and 21 minutes well, Mike, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was okay. Um, it seems like they cram a whole lot about this explorer's life into this film. So, yes, the story is slow. The script was written slow. 
but there's a lot of information that they throw at you, which I don't necessarily think was a good idea. I wish they would have picked portions of the film to make a film around and cut it down. Definitely in the length. It does not need to be almost two and a half hours long. That's ridiculous. But I, when they first set out and went to the Amazon in Belize specifically, and they were going down the river. And then the next thing, you know, they are back in England and it's years later and he's talking about it and all this stuff. It just seemed like they were trying to cram this guy's entire life into two and a half hours not taking into consideration the things like his family life. You get to see a little bit of that. You get to see him constantly create children that he doesn't see the birth of or gets to see until they're much older. That's fine. I like that they included that, but it was too much. They needed to figure out one of these trips, one of these stories, one of the times he went to Amazon and follow that to the T because that's where this movie would have shined is the trips there. It just seemed like they're like, okay, well, he's going again and he's going again and he's going again. We understand. He's an explorer. That's what he did. He wanted to keep going back. At the cost yeah. of his family, at the cost of the government, at the cost of whatever. He kept wanting to go back. He just became obsessed. So show us the first time he goes there and then maybe show us the last time and have like a slide in the middle that says he went here so many more times and this was his final trip. And then get more in depth to the actual trip, what actually happened, the things he ran into, the things he discovered, the places he went, the animals he saw. There's so much potential in this story and I just feel like they dropped the ball. No, you're you're right. Um, you know he does all this stuff, and he he goes all over the place, and you don't see hardly any of it. You see a little bit. You see glimpses here and there, and then he comes back to England, and then he goes back out, and which is fine. Tell us both. That's fine. Tell us both. But it just seemed like they tried to keep doing it. Like, so much. They wanted to tell, like, everything. And it's a movie. You don't have to tell us everything. You want to get us intrigued enough to go down and do research about this guy, about his real life, about his real explorations, which I wanted to do before the podcast, but I didn't get time to because I didn't realize we were recording a day earlier. But it's fine. It's no big deal. Um, I, explorers are cool. They just are. And this is a really interesting time period. This is... The um, 1920s, I think the movie actually kicks off right around like the 19, 1907 something. This is before World War I starts. Um, you know, that's another interesting thing. There's a whole chapter in here just on his uh, experience in World War One. I. I mean, that could have probably been a movie in its own right, you know? Yeah, no, no. He, he actually, uh, I mean, without giving away too much, he, he ends up experiencing World War One. And then there's some more exploration stuff after that, and that's kind of amazing in itself, but I don't want to give away too much. It's just too much. There is too much in this film. They really tried to tell this guy's entire life story. So it's slow and it drags, but it's rushed because the stuff you really want to see, they hardly show you, and the stuff you really don't care about, like him talking to Parliament, him arguing with his generals, him arguing with people in charge, or the National Geographic Society, and all that stuff, like, fine. You know that's important, but you don't have to have 20 minutes on it. You know? 
And every single time that shit was happening, it wasn't like a scene. It was like five or 10 or 15 minutes of whatever it was. And it's like, we really didn't need that much. Yeah, and I, I really like uh, Charlie Hunnan, uh from uh, Sons of Anarchy and, um, you know, Pacific Rim. And it was interesting to see him in this kind of role. This is definitely a different role for him. But he's a very dramatic actor. That's kind of what he's known for. Um, my first exposure to him was in one of my favorite movies, uh, Children of Men. Oh, yeah. He yeah, yeah, is a side it. character in there, and he's actually kind of a villain in that movie. And then uh, later on, after Sons of Anarchy came out, and he blew up as this actor, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the dude from uh, Children of Men. That's awesome. And so I've always been a fan of Charlie Hunnam since. So I'd like to see him get some more work nowadays. Uh, he hasn't had a whole lot recently, but I'm sure there's probably a TV show or something else he's working on that'll probably pop up and we'll see him again. But who knows? So anyways. All right, Mike. Well, um, you've already done it almost twice, but I this is a historical movie. It's based on facts. It's a biopic in a way. So um, it's not really spoiling it, but it is, but it isn't. So I'm just going to go ahead and get get out with it. Uh, I know the MCU right off the top of my head, but I'm going to see which one you pick. Mike Talent, how does The Lost City of Z relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, well, uh, Matt, thanks for asking. Uh, this one was really, really easy. Um, Tom Holland, who is uh, Jack Fawcett in the movie, is also uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man in Spider-Man Homecoming and, uh, I, you know, in the Avengers uh, Infinity War and... I'm sure the the next one, uh, Avengers. Uh, what is it, Matt? Oh, uh, are you kidding me? Come on, man! Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Like the only yeah. time that the title of a movie has ever 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 made news headlines, and you don't even remember it, man, Mike, you are tired. You poor, poor, poor soul. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Anyways, it's okay, Mike. You got the cinematic tie-in that I know off the top of my head. There's lots of other tie-ins, like Ian McDermott is in this movie. What multiple movies and roles has he been in, Mike? Uh, he's been in all kinds of stuff. Uh, I mean, he's been in Star Wars. Uh, he's the Supreme... Uh, whatever, whatever, uh, what, what, uh... Shoot. Oh, man, What's, dude. Either you're really drunk or you're really tired if you don't know the Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, Emperor Palpatine. Dude, that's what I was trying to get to. It's okay, Mike. I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. I know you're exhausted. I know, I know, it's fine. I know, I know for that, for you, I I just I just ruined it. I, I'm a terrible person. Why are you a terrible person? Because you said the movie that I was going to tie into that he's been in multiple star wars films including empire strikes back return of the jedi all the prequels and then not the new ones but you know because he dies at return of the jedi but (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) anywho 
go ahead. Start talking spoilers. Ah, uh, you know, with this movie, it was it was cool to see the uh, like jungle scenes and the different stuff, but you know, also, I don't know. It was, I don't know. It just this this movie was just okay. It was just okay. Is it because they didn't do ayahuasca? It, for me, <laughs> for the, for me, I feel I feel like I misled everybody because I I wanted this movie to be better than it was, and it's it's okay. It just dude, it's not a terrible movie. There's just faults with it. I enjoyed the movie overall. I don't regret spending two and a half hours watching it. I'm glad that it was on streaming. Because, I mean, I paused it a few times and got up and made lunch and got up and did other things. And it just, it seemed like so freaking long. It really, really did. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it, it, it seems like it's a long movie. I mean, but there, there were some cool kind of like jungle scenes with some arrows and darts and, in piranha but uh. yeah dude the piranha it, but that was like one of the first scenes the very first time they go to the amazon was the piranha and nobody could figure out what the hell why the fish weren't biting and then all of a sudden you know that one dude gets killed and he falls in the water and all the fish are swarming on him i mean that would be devastating like i don't even know how i would handle that like now like no uh, yeah jimmy's gone he got eaten by fish sorry yeah, well, he got hit by an arrow and then eaten by a fish. Multiple fishies. Because piranhas are actually really small. They're not they're not really, really small, but they're not large fish. Like, if you caught one and tried to eat one, it wouldn't, you know, fill you up in any way, shape, or form. No, no, no. It it, it would take several hundred piranhas to uh, get the job done. And, and probably thousand. well, you know, I don't know. Three, four hundred to to eat an entire human to the bone, and that would not but, be fast either. No, no, no. It's not like the movies portray. I, I think it. I think it would be slower, but I think they would get the job done. Absolutely, they're. You know, free food is free food. So, which piranha movie is your favorite, Mike? <laughs> The uh, Piranha 3D, uh, a 3DD, actually. Uh, the Double D, the 3D sequel? Yeah, it's it's a little bit more uh, bounty. I'm a big fan of the uh, um, original Piranha 3D. Not the original Piranha, but the first Piranha 3D. I- I'm a fan of that one. It was a quality flick. All right. So, all right. anyways. All right, Mike. Well... I was trying to talk about ayahuasca yeah. to spoil the shit out of this as it uh, explains in the um, synopsis for the film that you read earlier. Charlie Hunnam's character and his son, played by Tom Holland, uh, don't come back ever. And his wife never loses hope and feels that she just that he and his son decided to just live out their lives in the Amazon with tribes. In the movie, they make it seem like they killed them. 
Do you think they killed them, Mike? Uh, in my opinion, I think they died from natural causes. Uh, I mean, there's so many diseases and things, like with malaria and all kinds of things. I feel like they died, but that's just me. Um, Do you feel that a native tribe, like they portrayed in the film, killed them? But again, I don't know. They don't really say if the tribe killed them or not. They kind of hint at that, but they kind of don't. Because they give them something to drink, and then they take them and march them out to like the river, and then it ends. And that's where I was toying with the idea of ayahuasca. I think they just got them really screwed up on ayahuasca, and they died probably from something else. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think. It, I mean, it's it's really hard to say what exactly happened but i i don't think the tribes would have intentionally killed them well they that, were but trying to shoot them multiple times with arrows and they did did kill other people that was different i think that was when they thought they were a threat i think at this point they didn't think they were a threat and i don't know you know how the rest of the time would be though you're you're right it's i i feel like there's a lot of translation things i don't know well cuz the tribes they show them at the end where they take um tom holland's character and charlie hunnam's character and they're doing all the ceremony stuff and they're making them drink all this stuff and everything are completely different tribes than the one that he met with that was cannibals literally cannibals eating people that got along with charlie hunnam and you know were welcoming to them and things after they stopped shooting at them they were completely different tribes and maybe those tribes were saw them more as like a curse and needed to be put down like a dying dog or something i don't know it leaves it very open-ended i guess is what i'm saying and i don't know if anybody will ever know the truth of what really happened to them yeah, uh, I I agree with that. But I did like how when it ends, they tell you that a lot of the things that he kind of theorized seem to kind of be true. And they've found some stuff that acknowledges all the stuff that he, he said. And it's, you know. Well, it what- wasn't theorizing. If you remember on that first trip, they show him rolling up and walking into the hills and he's finding something and he's talking about something, but they had to turn back because they were running out of food or disease there. Someone was sick or something and they had to turn back, but he found something on that very first trip that he, all the other subsequent trips he spent trying to find again. And he never did. Yeah. Or at least they lead you to believe he never did. And so that's why when he told them all about, this ancient city, this ancient civilization he found, no one believed him because he never could prove it, including all the subsequent trips he went on afterwards. And there was a lot of shit that went on on the subsequent trips afterwards with other people that went along with him and people dying, sickness, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, but the fact that he even came back was crazy because, you know, I guess... Apparently, when most of those explorers went out, 
It was a one-way trip. A lot of them, yeah. Right. They were pointing that and, out at the and, beginning. The the Germans and, he, and the and you know whoever. He came, yeah. He came back and he's like, yeah, no, I'm good. But no, it was uh, it it, it leaves it very open ended, you know. At the end, and I guess left to interpretation, they direct you in a way. But honestly, the filmmakers don't even know because no one knows because no one ever saw them again. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. It's it's a it's a it's a big mystery on what exactly happened. But it did prove, and they have only proven it recently. They were talking about it at the end of the film that a lot of the areas he was exploring and saying there were sites and cities and ruins that they didn't find them until they started flying low with uh, aircraft and drones and helicopters and different things. And then they were able to sit there and study some of the images and be like, yeah, this is, these are clearly artifacts, you know, different um, uh, camera technologies, letting them see through the forest to be able to see the rainforest and the jungle and things to be able to see the ruins and the artifacts and things like that, that are under all of that dense, dense jungle and possibly even in, in the top few layers of soil and things. I mean, Technology is a wonderful thing when it's used for the correct things. It also can be a horrible, horrible thing, too. So, anyways. All right, Mike. Well, since uh, you picked it, uh, you go first. How many reels do you give The Lost City of Z? All right. So, uh, I'm going to give this one uh, three reels out of five. Um, Even though I've, I've ripped on it the whole time, I do think... It is kind of a neat movie to watch about different exploration stuff and and uh you know I think uh other people should watch it and uh it's on Amazon Prime uh for free right now and it, well, actually I think it'll always be on Amazon Prime for free because Amazon made this movie um uh, Dude, that brings up a whole new question on its own right. I mean, have you seen Amazon, Netflix, or Hulu, or any other content creator, including HBO or Stars or Cinemax or any of those, with their streaming services, pull one of their own paid-for productions down? Because I can't ever recall them ever pulling one down. Like, even on HBO Go and HBO Now, you log in, you can watch all of The Sopranos, you can watch all of Boardwalk Empire, you can watch all of Deadwood, you can watch all these shows that are years and years and years old that are owned by these companies because they're the ones that paid to make them. Uh, no, no, I, I haven't seen that at all. Yeah, so. I honestly can't recall any. So theoretically, as long as uh, Amazon Prime keeps including their video in their Prime service, it will exist in perpetuity unless Amazon goes down, which who knows it's happened. Dude, Amazon can't go down, man. You know, they're taking you know, over the world. They said the same thing about Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, and they still went tits up. Granted they're <laughs> back now, but anyways, Oh, come on, man. That's government. They're fine. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we won't get, go down that dark, dark road. All right, Mike. Well, I also give this movie three out of five reels. I thought it was just average. I thought there was a lot of potential here, and they did not hit the potential. They did not excel with the potential. 
It's the cinematography is okay. It's nothing special. The acting was great. It was very good, but I always put the basis of my rating fully on the story. It's a fascinating story, but they just tried to do way too much. They told it way too slow. I just, it could have been better. It really could have been, and it just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It it was, it was close to being awesome, but it wasn't quite there. All right. So Mike coming up on Tuesday, we have a review of the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie of 2019. Oh, I'm super excited. Super excited. What movie is that, Michael? Uh, it's, it's Captain Marvel. Okay, good. Just making sure you're still awake. Good. I, I am looking forward to reviewing Captain Marvel. I think it's going to be fun, especially since it takes place in the 90s. Um, we won't talk too much about it because we talked about it on our last pod. So what are we doing for next week's, next Thursday's podcast? Did we talk about that? I don't think we figured that out. No, I don't, I don't think we figured that out yet. Um, I don't know if we want to do a legacy. I don't know if we want to do a tributary. Well, Um, we can always fill another request. We have lots of them. Netflix is dropping stuff like crazy. Amazon's coming out with stuff like crazy. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll have to discuss it. But uh, just look for either a legacy cast, a legacy requested cast, or a tributary next Thursday. But definitely look forward to uh, Captain Marvel on Tuesday. I am really looking forward to seeing that movie. I bought my tickets tonight. For the Thursday 10 o'clock showing, we are not recording this on Thursday. It comes out on Thursday. But I am going to the 10 o'clock showing at Picture Show. Hopefully, it won't be a bad crowd. That's one reason why I picked the latest damn show we have in town. So, we'll see. I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome, man. Yeah, no, I'm hoping that you don't have... Man, your movie experiences have been rough lately, so hopefully this one's a really good one. That's why I went late, man. I'm not, I'm not, you know, gambling. I'm not gambling with the seven o'clock time frame because it seems to be just a disaster. So, all right, Mike. Well, I don't know how much more I got to add. Um, what else do you have to add, Mike? Uh, you know, um. I really wanted to see this movie, and I'm I will admit that I was a little bit disappointed, but it's still a pretty good movie. And uh, you know, if if you want to learn about some exploration stuff that has happened, uh, you know, the early twentieth century, uh, that I mean, it's it's really neat because um, they went out there with nothing. Uh, this is a movie for you. Uh, otherwise, uh, I don't know if I would recommend it. It's, it's, it's just okay. Um, so that's what I got. Well, all right, man. I guess, uh, on that note, Mike, take us out of here or else I will take us out of here. All right, uh, you know, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you on the next pod. 
Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.